live from the Caltech studios, it's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast from the Caltech studios. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Well, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. It's How's everybody doing today? Good. Doing all right? Doing good? Doing good? I am so happy to be doing this radio show. You have no idea. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 we'll get into that, but I am very happy to have you here with us, as always, as I am every week. I'm happier than normal <laughs> to be here. Is this a uh, prescription-aided happiness? No, but, uh, well, well Kevin, salute. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Kevin, for uh, for everybody that didn't see him do it, which would be you know everyone, right? Um, held up a uh, energy drink and uh, is is very happy to be here. That's my so. cardiovascular exercise now. It's, That's it. Doing the energy it. drink, get That's the heart it. rate up. Right. You good. Well, you know they say get the heart rate up twenty minutes a day, right? That's because you can't do the PT during this. Well, that's when I wake up. It's like, <laughs> I'm alive still. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Run around the house, check the perimeter, make sure everything is still good. No, the U- actually, I look, the UN's not outside. I look for the Hague. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not there. I'm like. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a regular day. <laughs> no blue helmets surrounding you. No it. blue helmets. Uh, hey, well, listen. Normally, like on my right would be my right man, right hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Talk to corporate. I'm dancing for you, Earl. <laughs> Wait, I don't think I like. But he's not here. <laughs> he, he's he's not here unless of ha- unless of chance he's here. Is he here? Is he here? We're not sure. We think he might be here. Is Fred, is Fred here? Fred is not here. Fred is, oh, wait, wait so let's see if he's here. Arms room. It's uh, hey, 985. Hey, hey Earl. <laughs> Talk to hey. Didn't you hear him say it was 985? This is your yes. part of the show, sir. We uh, <laughs> Earl is, Earl's back at the shop running a big sale out there. So uh, we just wanted to say hey and uh, give you a chance to say hey to all the folks. Okay. Unfortunately, it's going to have to be a quick hey because uh, I'm busy. He's being all the right. boss. All right. Well, you be the boss, and we'll get back to you a little later on in the show. Okay. All right, talk to you soon. Say hi to Fred for us. I will. And on my left in the 10 o'clock position is the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja. Please welcome him back, attorney Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Who's, uh, who's evidently mixing drinks for us. <laughs> Water and five-hour energy. <laughs> Nothing better. <laughs> and sitting across from me, for those that like to draw it out and map it, is a... Sand table. Sand table. Yeah, tabletop exercise. <laughs> exactly right. I've been, preparing, uh, I've been preparing for this all my life. Preparing for this all my life is a another great uh, another great uh, personality on the show. Another great figure. Another great. Uh, I wouldn't uh, say he has a great figure. Uh, yeah, listen, he he does, but he's ruining it. Yeah, he's he needs to get it, get it, get it back. A guy goes on a diet, and all of a sudden he judges everyone. I, I, I'm, not on a diet. <laughs> I'm not on a diet. I want to live it. He's on a live it. Please welcome him back, the courtroom uh, assassin, the legal ninja. No, we welcome him in. That's me. I'm here. You've been usurped. (laughs) I feel like I've been usurped, too. The the Padawan learner, the samurai sidekick, Mr. Alec Weber. Thanks for having me back, I think. No, it's great. It's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now that you're here, um, you know... We could make up more things to take up time because Earl's not here. Okay. So we'll just keep I'll saying, we'll just keep saying nice, nice things about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, up, yeah. We'll make stuff up. Yeah. You see, exactly. Yeah. 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 Can you see uh, this? 
Hey, anything uh, anything good going on in the world of law this week? Your guys' world of law? I mean, we've got some law stuff we're going to get to at some point, but uh, anything good going on with you two this week? We could change the names. We want to protect the innocent here. You just know? been an auto accident week for me. Just been working on most of our auto accidents. We have, That's we've good. had a lot of traffic crash cases that have kind of come into the end of the cycle. Okay. They're, they're finished treatment. They've received a, an impairment rating from their doctor. Right. And now it's time to see if the insurance company wants to grow a brain. How, how long does that process take? Uh, you know, for those that have ever, you know. Uh, it, 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 it varies with regards to the seriousness of the injury and how long it takes to determine whether the person can improve any further. Uh, at the point at which they can't improve any further, it's called maximum medical improvement. No, right. uh, that's as good as you're going to get. Right. And once you've reached that point, then your treaters can tell you whether or not uh, what your prognosis is. Right. This is how much of your normal capacity or function you've lost as a result of this accident. There may be surgeries involved. There may be physical therapies involved. Um, and once that's happened, it, that can take a couple of years. I've had cases where... You know, we filed suit in the person, and that's a four-year statute of limitations. We filed the lawsuit knowing the person was still in the process of being treated. Yeah, listen, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people that have been in accidents that, uh, you know, there wasn't one thing at a time. You know, you got to take care of the the most pressing physical issue, and then when that one's done, maybe you move on to the next one, you know. Airway, circulation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the normal protocols. Right. I, I can't see. Okay, well, let's fix that. I can't right. walk. Okay, let's fix that. Right. You know, my back hurts. Okay, that's probably not as bad as I can't see. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that takes some time. It's not like the, they take you in and fix you all at once. It's not a car. We know, well, we're just going to take the whole engine out and replace it. You know, we're right. Just, we're not doing that. Well, you can do that with a person, but it's uh, a more elaborate. You need a really, really, really good plumber for that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So, so good uh it's unfortunate that people have to get in these accidents, but uh, I've seen. Well, they don't call them on purposes. <laughs> yeah, you know, listen, the, the the driving. You know, not to not to get too off track. I was coming uh, back from uh, an in-state trip here this past week, and it, it was rained here for the first time in about two or three months. And well, every it didn't just rain it poured. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, listen, we don't get uh, in the southeast. We don't get small rains. When it happens, it comes down. Usually, it's done in fifteen or thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. This one went on all night. Mm-hmm. It was it was a you know one of those late uh, winter fronts coming through. But uh, it had been two or three months since we'd had any rain, and people just absolutely lost their mind. <laughs> it's like when you see on the news when people uh, when it snows in Atlanta, you know, <laughs> you know, or something like that. They just they're playing bumper cars for three days. Uh, this is the same way here. I was. Sitting in the car with the wife, and we were, you know, back a good, you know, several hundred yards watching vehicles all bunched together, driving through the rain. There's the ones that uh, don't know how to drive in the rain, and they'll drive at 30 miles an hour. With and their flashers on. Yeah, and they'll turn their flashers on, uh, which is illegal in most places. Uh, it, it distracts and glares and blinds other people. Um, and then there's the other ones that think, well, I'm, you know, listen, it's rain. It's uh, What's the big deal? I'm just going to continue through at 70, 80 miles an hour. And you could see that pack of 70, 80 miles an hour cars running together, four, five, six, ten of them. And you knew Doing when... the slalom course around the 35 guys. Yeah, yeah. You knew when they hit standing water on the road. And now one thing that the Southeast does have, because they do get a lot of rain, is they put a nice crown on the road so it drains off. But in some places, just due to wear or due to construction, or the speed of the water, water coming down, they get them. They get those uh, where water collects. And they'll hit that water. And, and they hit something else. They, well, they hit the brakes. And that's the absolute worst thing you can do. Ride it out. Is hit the brakes. Just take your foot off the gas, 
ride it through. You probably shouldn't be going that fast in the first place. But, but to hit the brakes, and as soon as you hit the brakes, you what you do is... change your momentum, your force of direction, so your momentum is now in a no longer linear to the path you were traveling. Yeah, yeah. You, Basic you, physics. Your brakes put a sudden jolt on the wheel and cause them to lose traction. What little traction they did have in the rain. So we got to watch a bunch of them spin and go flying off the road and uh, and pointed and laughed. So mm-hmm. this is after, of course, we were sure that nobody was injured. So <laughs> right, the, it's a it's a sight gag, banana peel. Exactly, kind of exactly right. So. Um, Lots of stuff for you on the show today. We're going to be talking about Belgium, of course. We've got some uh, legal updates to get you and uh, an in-studio guest talking about shootings and shooting competitions. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off this is no ordinary shotgun not with innovative dual tube magazines that hold a dozen 12 gauge rounds plus one in the chamber and in the one millionth of a second when innovation ignites performance the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete innovation performance Keltec. see the ksg in action at youtube slash weapons Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years.
listening to Armstrong Radio, live from the Keltec Studios. Call the Armstrong Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Armstrong Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Keltec Studios. Welcome back to Armstrong Radio. Thankfully. Hey, uh, we're going to talk to you a little bit about what happened in Belgium this week in Brussels. Uh, you know, we try not to get too deep involved with stuff outside of the gun world, but uh, there were some comments made over on NPR this week, National Public uh, Radio, which is much more than radio now. It's a you know, whole news source. But there were some comments made over there Kevin uh, wants to bring up and discuss. Uh, so we want to we get into a little bit about what happened in, in, uh, in Brussels there. The... The attack on what was it? Was it uh, was Tuesday, I believe, uh, Tuesday morning, uh, sort of in Tuesday morning their time, in in over in uh, Europe. More than 30 people are dead and more than 200 wounded after explosions struck Brussels during the Tuesday morning rush hour. Belgian officials said two blasts hit the international airport. Another struck a metro station. Uh, Belgian issued a level four alert denoting serious and imminent attack. Uh, there was also, and what we've uh, we've seen since then, there was also one bomb that was defused at the airport. They found uh, another bomb and were able to uh, defuse it. Uh, my guess, this is just my educated guess, is that if they found a bomb afterwards, and it was more than 20 or 30 minutes afterwards, it was not a bomb that was going to go off at that point. It was something that... Uh, it was broken. The, the, it was broken, well, yeah. Or it was a, a ditched bomb. Well, was, yeah. uh, I'm going to take mine off because I changed my mind. Right. Right. Listen, I know the techniques very well. Um, you know, without getting into to too much resume, you know, uh, terrorism and anti-terrorism and the fight against were the the number one thing on my agenda every day for ten years. So we'll just, just say that um, to the point now where it's very very difficult for me <laughs> to to go some places. Uh, I, I without do without going. <laughs> Doing, ah! Yeah, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I, you know, threat oh, is. Whoa, no, no. Believe me when I tell you, I've been in the room when he had the conversation with some folks that have letters on their mm-hmm, badges, mm-hmm, and he said, "You are doing this wrong. Mm-hmm. We're protecting the plane. Yeah, the plane doesn't need your protection. Protect the people." Yeah, and this is this is one of those things you were, were doing threat assessments, risk assessments that, uh, and I, and I'm. And, I'm not trying to uh, belittle the, the 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 security efforts in Belgium uh, or even here in our own country, uh, wherever it may be. the The targets and understanding the target is is the most uh, is is the most uh, critical thing, and it's done wrong most of the time. Um, I'll point to Israel please, please as, as, a, as a prime example. In in one of the things that Israel does different than we do in this country. And anywhere else is that in Israel, they don't look for bombs. Do you know what they look for in Israel? They look for terrorists, because bombs don't wander up by themselves and go off. They look for terrorists, and they look for the people that carry bombs. They look for terrorists. They look for criminals, because a terrorist is a criminal. Uh, you know, and they they profile. And profile is not a bad word. If you profile somebody because of their race or color. Uh, you know, their their religion, and that's the only reason that's a bad profile. But if you profile them for their behavior, 
That's a good profile. Correct. Yes. And 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 that's what you're looking for. Um, so that's that's one of the things that we still do wrong here. We're not looking for the bomb. Or excuse me, we're not looking for the bad guy. We're looking for the bomb. The what you're protecting is is a is a is a huge difference. Uh, without saying where Kevin or names or facilities, uh, Kevin and I were traveling around the country as, as we that as we do. That was to me, everybody. That was Kevin. Don't <laughs> don't, don't screw this up. Don't pull, don't pull yeah. an Alec. Okay. Don't uh, don't get us a knock on the door. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, in 9/11, it was it was the plane. the The target of 9/11 and the previous World Trade Center bombing was the building, because the building was the symbol of financial freedom, of independence, of capitalism, and that's what the Taliban wanted to take care of. They wanted to to, to crush that. What was the tool they used? What was their bomb? Their bomb was the aircraft. Their bomb was the aircraft. So we've spent the last. 14 and a half years protecting the bombs, protecting bombs, right. protecting the aircraft. The The reason they went to the World Trade Center was its symbol, its symbol for this country. The other reason was, do you know how many people are in that building at a normal time, at a given time? A lot. A metric lot. Yeah, a metric lot. There are, except for the extraordinary heroism of some people like uh, um, Morgan Stanley, Dean Winters, Director of Security, uh, Rick Rescorla, um, who was a... a a combat veteran of three countries. And, and he, they drilled <laughs> uh, on that and drilled on that and drilled on that before this happened. Personally, personally uh, credited with saving 2,500 lives over there in the North Tower. Um, just just people like that in that building, and there's many more that were there that did their job. Weird happenstances like a, a, a police benevolent association golf tournament that day. Otherwise, there'd have been another 200 cops in that building because that was where their headquarters was. Weird things like that that helped protect people that weren't there. Um, digressing a little bit, the bomb was the airplane. Their 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 strategy was the symbolism of the World Trade Center and the the, the body count. If you go to an airport now, you, well, depending on the day of the week with TSA, we've seen the things that happens with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the plane that that the bad guy's trying to get to. If I get a plane, uh, you know, I could, I could take it into you know uh, another another big building and hopefully get the count. We we, we know the plane. We we know we're protecting the plane. We're not saying take away from the security, but just realize that the plane is not the target. The plane is the tool. You, uh, you asked them, and he said, "We're here to protect the planes." The I I pointed out, and again, this was this was my job to do this for many years to point out where the vulnerabilities were. We were at a facility, and there was a. A thousand people in the security queue, at least with an overhead deck. Okay, and where we were, there was no security in the overhead deck, uh, or even where we were standing. Well, no, we were we were outside security with a thousand people queued up to go through a line right. where there was an overhead deck that also had no security. We were in the cattle lane. We were in right. the cattle and the cattle queue. We were a bunch of sheeple. We were just moving forward, and the threat is not. That airplane, if the threat is the people, 9-11 was planned for years after the first trail, uh, failed Trade Center bombing. If I wanted to go get an airplane now, it's quite possible. The bad guy can, they can send you to school. You can learn to fly a plane. It'd take a couple of years to you know get that competency, maybe six months or so just to be able to you know take it and not crash it at all. Uh, how long does it take to uh, train a guy to put on a vest and walk into a crowd of 1,000 people? Uh, about five minutes. Okay. So I want to spend five minutes 
and very little risk of security exposure or six months and hope to get to the plane and get the same body count I could have in five minutes. It's easy. Five okay. minutes. All right. This is the target. The target is the body count. The target is the people. Uh, I said this to Kevin several times. I said this to several people with letters on their shirts and on their badges and actually at one facility had them uh, ask me to come over and show them what I was talking about, and they redid things on the spot uh, once they once we showed if resumes. 35 people there to watch 1,000 in only two lanes of metal detectors. Yeah. Yes. So we... we, we uh, we had a we had a we had to come to Jesus meeting, and 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 they took care of the issues. Uh, in Belgium, where were the attacks? They were in the, the security wait lines at the airport and the security wait lines at the at the train station. Right. Um, where, you know, where else do you see giant crowds? I've said this before. I've been on another show. We've talked about it. Um, uh, if you're going to amusement parks, you know, on, on a holiday weekend. And there's a giant crowd of people inside. Uh, you know, inside is you know is, is is okay. You know, if you get through a good security system and you're screened, okay. If you're standing outside with a thousand other people, and all I have to do is drive my taxi cab over the curb and give you a vehicle-borne improvised explosive device and a level you know 300 square yards, that's a bad thing. Right. Right. Uh, and it costs them the time it took to rig the. The taxi yep. and the fee to get through the parking gate. This applies to sporting events. Sporting events, listen, the police have been doing a great job they, with help from some of the federal authorities to, to profile. They have the, the, the visual, uh, the, the cameras that, that do the visual ID on people. They have uh, the, the, a whole apparatus of security to prevent that from happening. Unless you happen to be standing in the security line. Don't be worried about taking out a group of 5,000 people sitting in the bleachers, why don't you be worried about 5,000 people standing in line between the building and the parking lot where the taxi queue is and they drop people off? Or you could walk up with your backpack because guess where the backpack inspection station is? At the entrance. At the entrance where there's a crowd of 1,000 people. Okay? Know what your target is. This is this is for, for everybody listening. If you're planning a weekend, uh, don't, 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 be, don't go standing in big crowds. You know, don't, don't go standing there. Um, you know, the other the other tip is always, and I know some places like stadiums and airports, it's very hard. But don't get caught. Don't be caught dead in a gun-free zone. Right. Um, always always be around your sur- surroundings. Do your, your threat assessment. Do your risk assessment. Talk to your family. Give them a briefing what happens if. Who goes with mommy? Who goes with daddy? Or if they're both gone, where do they go? Uh, and... And that includes... That you've told them what to do if there's a tornado. You've told them what to do if there's a hurricane. Tell them what to do if somebody starts blowing up the parking lots. And listen, I know it's an ugly scenario, but they need to know. Right. They, they need to know. Um, we're going to talk about, more about some more about this. We're talking another segment about this. Uh, this is stuff we want to make sure we get out. We're going to talk to you about a little bit what happened in Brussels. And uh, we just want to get all this information out to you on how you can protect yourself from a Brussels-style attack, from a Belgium-style attack, from a Los Angeles-style attack. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. 
Call the Keltec Studios online right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio. Live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Keltec Studios. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Hey, I talked to the guys at GunTech this week like I do like I do every week. So uh, did I. Uh, Phil and Charlie said hi. I know they said uh, they talked to you on some uh, some. Uh, some lawyer stuff. They did. So I'm going to leave it there because uh, you know we, lawyer stuff. we protect not... we protect the innocent, right? And uh, uh, and you, you well betrayed yeah. the innocent by even mentioning it. We what, what? I betrayed the, what? what? Oh man, look at that Pratt falls and mm-hmm. just falling right in the hole there. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all right. As long as they didn't sign anything. No, no, no. Right? You're not allowed to do that anymore. No, no, no. Alec has me on a strict no sign anything without him present order. So it's, uh, it's, it's, I get a text message. Can yeah, I sign this? I can't tell, read this, dude. Tell when I'm uh, writing checks, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, he, he, he put me there and I don't want to violate the order. So, uh, yes, definitely hi, uh, to love to, uh, Phil and Charlie. Again, uh, check them out at guntechusa.com. That's G U N T E C. There's no H. TECUSA.com. They got some great stuff. Uh, Phil and I have been working on, some, working on this little project together. And uh, hopefully uh, you'll be able to see some cool stuff coming from them soon. They're, they're, they've got some really neat reds and blues and colors and anodizing. You just just go to their website, take a look at it. Uh, and if your, your local dealer doesn't have it, get them get them to get GunTech USA on the phone, and they can get it for you. Uh, hey, before we went to break, we were talking about some tips for you to avoid a Belgium or a Paris or a uh, Los Angeles-style terrorist attack. Listen, there's some things you have to do, and you have to brief your family as where we were going. Brief your family, brief the children. Make a plan. You you uh, you talk to them about alcohol. You talk to them about drugs. You, you may even talk to them about the old birds and the bees. Uh, this is something that you should talk to them about. You, you, do they know how to get out of the house at night if there's a fire? Do they know... Which room to go to? Do they know which window to go out of? Do they know where to meet? Uh, you know, these are things that hopefully you're talking about with your kids when they get to a certain age. The, you also need to have that conversation. Hey, listen, if we're at Disney World, and I'm not telling you to scare your six-year-old to death, but hey, listen, if something happens and you get separated from mommy or daddy, this is where you go. That's about it. You know, if they're five or six, that's that's about it. That's what you need to tell them. You don't need to put the horror of terrorism and explosions into their brain. But if we get separated from mommy or daddy, you go over here. Or this is where you go, and we'll see you. Or you, you'll you find the policeman, and, and, and then he'll take care of you. Those are the things you need to talk to them and, and tell them about. So make sure make sure you're doing that. By the time they're eight, they should know escape and evasion, though. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Complete, uh, you know, four, 72 hours in the jungle. That's right. Yeah. They don't have their own bag by then. No, you, no, you no. Know, if you have a bug out bag at eight, you know, yeah. you're, you're, not, you're no child of mine. Yeah. yeah. I, so. you, I, I've seen your daughter's bag. I couldn't carry it. No. You, you know what she did? She, uh, uh, I, I, have a, uh, I have a kit. I have a, an uh, interceptor body armor that's... Uh, yes, I'm familiar with it. I've had it fall on me before. Oh, okay. All right. And I was moving it, and my daughter said, Daddy, could I move it? You know, she's... But almost eleven now, yes, and, and almost eighty pounds. Yeah, <laughs> and and she put it on, and it was more than her. But she got it from point A to point B, 
and she she was huffing like a a camel carrying a whole caravan up a mountain, but yeah. she she got it there and she was very happy and went and told my wife I'm I'm done, mommy. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. That's I'm, right. I, I, the big wheels jackknifed in the driveway, and I'm out. <laughs> I don't have to exercise. I'm done for the day. And it was like it's, three. You know? I was like, it's like 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. done for the day. So, um, in in Belgium, it happened exactly like I'm telling you, folks. The target was not the train. The target was not the airplane. The target was the people in the security line. Avoid those crowds. Uh, do your own assessments when you come in. I, and I, listen, I know you got to get on a plane, and you've got to get in that security crowd and get on the plane. How do you avoid that? Oh, I don't know. Don't fly on Friday afternoon or Monday morning, you know, or Sunday evening when everybody else is flying. Don't. If there's four of you, you know, this may be extreme, but don't fly with your spouse and both your children. Split it up. Uh, you know, fly it uh, Wednesday at noon. You, you know, fly when it's when it's less fly people it. in traffic. Yes. Um, don't same thing with the train, you know, if you hop on and I know you got to go back and forth to work every day. People that are listening to us that take mass transit, uh, you know, perhaps negotiate something with the boss. And I know not everybody can do this, but you know, with the minimum, what you need to do is be around, uh, be aware of your surroundings. Don't, uh, you know, blindly walk up to the terminal. I get my ticket. I wait for the conductor to come Don't in. He stamps it. I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm reading. I'm on the Blackberry, whatever I'm doing. Keep your head up. Keep your head up and keep watching. And because I listen, remember, I know. You, you, those people that ride those, they get to know the other people that are riding. Yeah, yeah. You see somebody you haven't seen before, make note of it. Right. Right? They don't make these attacks dry run. They, they, you know, first time out, they've done this a couple of times. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. made sure they know. We, they want to know when the most people are on there. Yeah. They want to know. They want to know who you are. They want to make sure that nobody's going to resist them or, or jump up and do something heroic. Look at the guy that the, the three um, U.S. citizens that attacked the guy that was pulling a uh, AK-47 out on a train. They thumped him something fierce. He didn't expect them there. They were tourists. Yeah, a couple of a uh, couple of American military men and and one and one of their buddies. Right, the, the three guys together. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, there were some uh, some interesting comments uh, that we want to get to that you heard on uh, NPR this week. Before we get there, I just want to explain a little bit about the, for those that don't know Europe, uh, the, the layout over there in Europe. Uh, when you're going from Eastern Europe to Western Europe, or you're going from, you know, England down into the into the continent there, there's one hub. And, and, and this hub has been an important hub for, for a lot of years. Uh, it was an important hub at the... Uh, uh, the Battle of Bastogne. This is this is. <laughs> it's, you know, it's been and, a, it's been a hub for probably a thousand years. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in December of uh, forty four, January forty five. Hubs then, but yeah. yeah. Uh, everything runs through Belgium. Okay, Belgium's a, yeah. Belgium's a tiny little place. Place, excuse me. Belgium's a tiny country compared to our country, the United States. It's small compared to England and France. It's a little place, but it's at. It's at a crossroads, just geographically, is where it ended up, and they, and they, they put the line around it and called it Belgium. Uh, it's a major crossroads. If you're taking the train, uh, if you're if you're driving and you're going from Eastern Europe to Western Europe and back and forth from uh, the, the directions from the south to the north, you're probably going through Belgium. And now that the European Union and, and, and the borders open for European citizens, it's even more open. And and this is where they went. They did their. They did their own assessment, and it wasn't a threat assessment. It was a damage assessment. 
the, the bad guys, the ISIS. They did their damage assessment, and guess where they ended up? <laughs> a simultaneous attack at the Belgian train station and the Belgian airport. And uh, I was talking to our producer, and he likened it to if you're flying Delta, you're going to Atlanta. Yes. That's if you're moving around Europe by train or by aircraft, yeah. east, west, or north, south, you're probably going through Brussels. Yeah, absolutely. This is, I mean, this is the European Port Authority. You know, this is <laughs> this is everything's everything's trucking through there. This is the this is Delta Airlines Atlanta. Right. You know, uh, so be careful, Kevin. What did you hear? You, we, you and I talked earlier this week. The, there was an interview on NPR, and I, and I listened to the left just like I listened to the far right. So I can get differing views. I also oh. listen to the BBC so I can get what the truth is, because usually <laughs> yeah. the BBC yeah. has a better idea of what's going on in this country than uh, than most the left or the right. And they say it in a better accent. And, and yeah. Robert Siegel had a guest on named uh, Christine Fair. She teaches at Georgetown University. And, and she is an, an expert on security studies program at Georgetown University, and she teaches at that university. And he was asking her about why Brussels was picked uh, and in the context of, you know, trying to figure out whether they were a soft target. And during that interview, she stated that one of the reasons that she thought Brussels had been chosen is, and it was interesting for a number of reasons, was that the state hasn't really ceased, it had ceased to function like a state for a very long time. It had gone through a period of 20 months where it had no parliament. Okay, that doesn't really make that non-functional. They have a vibrant gun trade, and you also have the most lax gun laws in Europe. And it struck me, she said that twice during this interview, uh, which seemed completely out of context because they blew themselves up. And they blew themselves up in places where no one would be carrying a firearm because you're about to get on a mass transit. The the gun laws don't matter in a gun-free zone. Right. And that's what this was. These were, These were gun-free zones. Absolutely. People now, waiting to get on the secu- go through a security apparatus, so they were gun-free zones. Right. It's not. It's it's. She's she's got an agenda for gun laws in Europe that doesn't make any sense. Right. The reason that it happened in Paris is because Paris is gun-free, right. and the reason it happened in Belgium is because it happened in two gun-free zones at the train station and the uh, airport. They don't see this happen in the Tel Aviv area. No. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off maybe you'll get past the word bullpup maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations like our patented downward shell ejection but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance it'll make you a believer the Caltech rdb the bullpup done right innovation performance Caltech. see the rdb in action at youtube slash Caltech weapons Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextlevelTraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextlevelTraining.com slash armsroom. Listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Kiltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio. Live coast to coast. With Mike and the guys in the Kiltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Hey, uh, we've got an important case that has come out of the Supreme Court this past week, out of the eight-member mm. Supreme Court, uh, <laughs> the eight-member Supreme Court. That it's, uh, you know what? And I've got, uh, I've got something else we're going to talk about with the Supreme Court also that we're going to, we're, gonna, we're just doing a give you a little Supreme Court update. But first, we're going to talk to you about guns and post offices. If you recall, this was back in, uh, I think it was June of last year we talked about this one, that the Supreme Court this past week, this past Monday, decided to let a federal ban on guns and post offices stand. Now you might be saying to yourself, hey. I didn't read that ruling. <laughs> yeah, well, you might, might be saying to yourself. Not from that, the Supreme Court. Exactly. That this is, a, well, it's a no-brainer. It's a federal building. Everywhere you go, it's banned in the federal buildings. Mm-hmm. Well, the one reason this this may have been different, where we all we all sat around and we theorized that this may have had a different outcome, is because this is that one federal building that you go into, some people on a daily basis, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that you can rent space mm-hmm. in this building, uh, in an unsecure portion of yep. the building, uh, and Lord only knows where it's going to be. Exactly. And, and and you don't have to go through any security apparatus. You don't have to go through anything. It's just a, 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 a literally a 10 steps in, put my key in the box, get my mail, and I leave. So this is a almost a... It's very, very rural. 
kind of setting. Well, in, in, in some post offices are rural, but some are right in the heart of downtown. And, you know, listen, it's just so easy. I walk past the post office every day. It's right next to my work. Rather than worry about it getting back and forth to where I live and kids going through my mailbox or, you know, knocking it over with cars, I'm going to rent myself a post office box for 40 bucks a year and get all my mail there. Uh, there's some people that have no other choice. Like Kevin's saying, they live on such a rural route, they don't deliver to you. Right. That you know, you, you got to come get it. You got to go to the post office and get your and get your uh, get your mail. And that's what's happened in this case. Right. And and but and and again, our theories back then were uh, a gentleman like this uh, that we're, we'll talk about him that had a has no choice. He has to go into the post office. Mm-hmm. Or for those of us that go into the post office daily, listen, I, I'm I'm. I own a business. I have to mail things. I can't email a check to somebody. I've got to mail it, and I've got to get stamps. And guess where you get the stamps? At the post office. You get the post office. I mean, you can go other places, but then you got to... You, 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 you want to kill two birds with one stone yeah, and exactly. go to the post office. Exactly, exactly right. Stamp and mail. Tab Bonnady, a licensed Colorado gun owner, sued to protest the federal law ban on guns at post office property. But a federal court uh, appellate... Excuse me. A federal appellate court ruled in favor of the ban in June of 2015. Supreme Court decided Monday it would not take up the case, which allows the appellate court's decision and the gun ban to stand. Bonaday's post office is in Avon. Uh, this is in Colorado, he, and it doesn't deliver to homes, so he has to go pick up his mail at the post office. He is a he is licensed to carry a gun for self-defense. Bonaday argued he should be able to bring the gun into the post office, or at least store it in the parking lot outside while he went into the office. Uh, to get his mail. The 10th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Denver ruled that the Second Amendment right to bear arms does not extend to federal buildings, though one justice dissented and took Bonaday's side on the parking lot ban. Uh, this is this is very hard, uh, and those that, uh, that carry know what I'm talking about. This is the one stop of your day, of your week, that you, if you followed the law mm-hmm. to the T... To the you would have to leave your gun home mm-hmm. for the whole day because you stop, you plan on going to the post office. Or at least stop at home on your way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so this is putting you vulnerable for for you know the whole day or at least the t- amount of time you live at home if you're obeying the letter of the law. Because otherwise you've got to park somewhere other than the post office parking lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Unload. Mm-hmm. Store. Mm-hmm. Ingress to the parking lot, mm-hmm. into the post office, collect your mail, Xville, back to your vehicle, right, and then reload. But you have to have parked not on the post office parking lot. Yeah. Yep. And and that's, listen, I could think of several post offices. Uh, there's not another parking lot right next door, right. even even in big town post mm-hmm. offices, because mm-hmm. if you get into big town post offices, mm-hmm. guess what's right next to the post office? Another building. Big, and there's signs that say... Big old buildings. It's the sign that says, warning, mm-hmm. customers of such and such only, all others will be towed at owner's expense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that I need to get an armored car and park it on the street in front of this place and offer to let people check their guns in. Like a <laughs> uh, like one of those ice cream uh, you know delivery <laughs> services with the, the just swamp, lockers on the, the side. One, right. Like one of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly like that. Exactly like that. Yeah. So this is this is done. The court's opinion cited a sentence from uh, from from Heller, uh, from the District of DC, excuse me, District of Columbia versus Heller, case where the Supreme Court in 2008 upheld 2008 upheld the right to have a gun for self defense. The court pointed to one sentence in the key ruling, which says, "Nothing in our opinion should be taken to cast doubt on longstanding prohibitions 
on the possession of firearms by felons, the mentally ill, or laws forbidding the carrying of firearms in sensitive places such as schools and government buildings or laws imposing conditions and qualifications on the commercial side of arms. And listen, I'm sorry, it's the Supreme Court, and I get it. I, I don't, I don't buy it. When you've got some place that is so commonplace, I get the federal courthouse, I get the, you know, the Veterans Administration, I, I, I get government buildings, the FBI's, you know, headquarters. You have the security out front, and you know what? All right, perhaps there's there's a, a, a an instance where I'm willing to surrender my firearm temporarily because I know other trained armed people are going to prov- be providing with me protection. You and I have had that meeting when yes. we've gone. You left yours in the car, right? Because we we can't go in here with that. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, actually, he the, said that to me. I wasn't reminding him. He was reminding me. The post office is not one of those places. The post office. Did you think the bad guy makes any determination between robbing you in the parking lot of the post office or robbing you in the parking lot of the convenience store? They don't care. Maybe it was strategic on the part of the Supreme Court, if you think about it, though. We've got eight justices there, right. and you've got four that are going to fall on the right and four that are going to fall on the left for the most part. Right. And it very. this is not a clear-cut issue to many. Right. Uh, so it might have been a strategic uh thing on the part of the Supreme Court to deny cert on this until such time that the side that wants to come out on the righteous side actually has the votes that are necessary. So it's very good theory. Very good theory. Uh, it, it sounds better than uh, you know what we're looking at right now. And listen, the Supreme Court will absolutely do that. You know, they, they know that there's a there's a critical issue coming up. Mm-hmm. And rather than punt it. be split on it, yeah, it will punt. We'll just set it set it back to lower and uh, wait for it to come up again. And at that point, hopefully, we are where we need to be on the court. A four-four is not binding, and right. then uh, they're just going to take uh, dicta from those from right. that non-binding case, and it's going to be applied elsewhere willy-nilly, and it's going to be a mess. Uh, Bondi Bonaday appealed his decision from the appellate court to the Supreme Court to no avail. Supreme Court in December declined to rule on a Chicago suburbs ban on semi-automatic rifles which large, with large capacity magazines. Uh, federal appellate court ruled in February that Maryland's similar gun control law was unconstitutional. The case has a good chance of going before the Supreme Court. Um, well, maybe. May, may. Mm-hmm. Right, as of now, I believe uh, we're seeing a lot of that. A lot of issues, these key issues... That are being they're being kicked and being punted um, until the court knows. They, you listen, they they want to be effective. They don't want to be ineffective. Then they know where you know for the most part where each other stands. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been a four four most likely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so this is one that uh, you know let's wait, let's wait until we're at uh, we're at full strength. Uh, well, you know what? At full strength is is, is wrong. Full capacity. Uh, well, it's not even full capacity no, because, because there's there's no you, number. There's uh, no limit to there, right. You know, right now. It's nine. Yeah. But well, eight, th- right now there, there was a there was a period of time yeah, where 14. the Supreme Court would not do what the F- government, the executive branch thought the government should be or yeah. the Supreme Court should be doing. FDR. And he threatened to pack the the Supreme Court mm-hmm. with as many justices as he could get appointed. And uh, you know, when you put twenty five of your own justices in there that are gonna <laughs> do what you want. You'd be surprised how quickly the Supreme Court decides it wants to play ball, mm-hmm. and that's part of the problem. If the executive branch can intimidate the Supreme Court like that, do we have a real separation of powers? Correct. You know, right now we're lucky we don't have it because we have uh, one house, or excuse me, one party in the executive branch, and we have another party controlling the legislative branch, um, both both houses of the legislative branch. So, you know, he couldn't do it if he wanted to. If he wanted to put five of them on there, he couldn't, couldn't. do it. He couldn't do it. He came from like FDR. Right 
who he, who could where where the Democrats controlled uh, both sides. But again, a Democrat in 1940 and 45 was, was a, a lot different kind of Democrat. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. was a that was an entirely different kind right. of beast. Uh, talking about uh, nominations for the Supreme Court. Uh, as Republicans continue to cite the Biden rule as evidence as to why they shouldn't give President Obama Supreme Court nominee confirmation hearings or a vote on Capitol Hill, the White House is attempting to distance itself from Vice President Joe Biden uh, from the issue and his own words. Now, you know, that whole in, audio recording thing is really beginning to bite <laughs> yeah. them, isn't it? Yeah. Back in 1992, uh, Biden got up on there and uh, shotgun Joe, as he's become the know now, uh, got up on, and said that there should be no. Uh, there should be no nomination process during the election year. And uh, he actually, it became a rule in uh, the Judiciary Committee that he chaired at the time. So he said, there's only one rule I ever followed in the Judiciary Committee. That was the Constitution's clear rule of evidence and consent. The problem is that the Biden rule actually does exist, and Biden created it when he served as the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. So this whole Biden rule of him stating there shall be no nomination process during the election year is is, is on the books in the Senate Judiciary Committee. So uh, now he's trying to say, yeah, there's no, no, Biden no, no rule. I didn't say that. It doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's it. All right. Listen, we got we got a bud. We got a bunch more show coming to you the next hour. We get back. We're going to introduce uh, uh, we're going to introduce Heather, the lovely Heather from uh, the shooting team, the arms room shooting team. And she's been a shooter for for quite a bit. So we're going to talk to her. Uh, Until we get back, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. We'll see you after the break. From the Caltech Studios, it's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast from the Caltech Studios. Now, here's Mike. You make an excellent point, Kevin. Thank you very much. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, and we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Welcome back to the program. Best radio is the radio they don't hear. (laughs) (laughs) On the commercials. We could, you know what, we come up with some, we could have this planned and ready to go all week. We've got topics ready for you. And then on the commercial, somebody will say, hey, did you hear about this? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like, oh, there's the next segment. There we go, right there. Changes that fast. We're going going to it. It's a dynamic environment. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. It's uh, very dynamic. It's fluid. It's fluid. It's, it's, it's not, not static. static. Not static. It's fluid. Uh, hey, on my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone, via the phone, please welcome him back. <laughs> His name is Earl. Talk to corporate approved memos. Hey, how's it going? How are you doing, sir? Doing good. Keeping busy. Keeping busy. Good, good. Let's, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. How can people get a hold of us here at the program? They can give you a call directly in the Caltech <laughs> Studios, 407-774-8255. That is 407-774-TALK. He's got to remember. <laughs> Listen, I'm staring yeah. at the screen, and I couldn't do he that. He might have done okay. that once or twice. <laughs> they, they can send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash armsroomradio. Yeah, and then they you'll, you'll, you'll have to email, read it to Mike. Radio at armsroom.com, 
or uh, saving Mike's favorite for last, they can send you a tweet on Twitter at Arms Room Radio. Of course, you, I'm going to have to relay all that. Exactly my point. Hey, you know that uh, the computer there at work, uh, the, the 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 spare one. Uh, let's call uh-huh. it Jeremy's computer. <laughs> I put a couple of pictures on there. I was going to put up on Twitter, and I got here, and I'm like, well, how am I going to do that? They're on the computer back there. So okay, I've, I've got. Uh, I've Good got thing your right hand man is there. Yes, it is. He's there. He's there. Because he would have done it here too. Yes. Yes. On, off your thing. Exactly right. Exactly right. All right. Well, you're busy. We're going to let you get back to it. We'll talk to you again before we're done for the day. Okay. Talk have, to you later. have a good one. On my left, in the 10 o'clock position, the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja. Please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Earl went long. <laughs> um, and then uh, to my right is the, uh, the right 10 o'clock position, is the Padawan learner, the samurai sidekick, Mr. Alec Weber. <laughs> and that's it. We have somebody else joining us in the studio this week. We have a, we have a special guest. Um, she has uh, been part of the arms room family, arms room radio family from afar, from uh, from a close. We uh, we've uh, we've been dealing back and forth with her. She's we're going to call it part of our shooting team. Um, it's because she's part of the shooting. Well, team. really, and all we've done at this point is uh, say she's part of the shooting team. We've got a. We've got we've got to get her the merchandise. We've got to get her the shirts. We've got to get her. I gave her a t-shirt. Good shot. Well, we got some t-shirts, but I'm I'm talking those really cool ones. You know, the ones that are like. Oh, you mean with uh, the with with the the billboard? Yes, the yeah, billboard exactly, that, exactly the, right. We're the get some NASCAR of drivers yeah, right, kind right. of shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that yeah, one. That, it's actually a NASCAR car shirt. Yeah. yeah. We got to get uh, we got to get um, Alec to sign some checks for ammo too. For, okay. We got to get that done. <laughs> so we'll be sending those out. Uh, please welcome uh, Heather. How are you, Heather? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? We're we're doing great. Doing great. Hey, let me ask you. I'm just we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we're going to talk to you this segment. We're going to talk to you a little bit next segment. Then you'll be hanging out the rest of the program with us. All right. Awesome. Um, how did you get involved in, in shooting? Well, I kind of shot my uh, up until um, I was I grew up with guns a little bit. Okay. And then uh, really got into shooting when I was about 20, 21, and would just go up in the hills and do some target practice. And yep. then, uh, actually, my friend Weston uh, introduced me to the competition. Okay. Yeah. Now, were you, you're from the Pacific Northwest, and it's perfectly legal to go up into the hills and shoot up there, yep. uh, as long as it's not posted for, you know, no guns, stay away, that kind of thing. Right. As long as it's, uh, you know, it's not private property. Right. And uh, unless there's no shooting signs, then you're good to go. See, uh, and we've talked about this before on here when we've discussed firearms or where to shoot east of the mississippi river everything that is government owned is government property west of the mississippi river everything that's government owned is public land correct uh, kevin and i when we went shooting out in arizona it was like that we're like we can't just pull over that's government land we'll be trespassing no no public land it's public land public land unless there's a fence and a sign <laughs> that, that says stay so out. cool too yeah um so you could you're legally shooting up there and, mm-hmm. and I, I know you're a uh very careful, you know, you're not throwing rounds down range, uh, right. you know, the and houses, clean up after your mess, after you shoot. And, and there's there's definitely a lot of laws that stipulate what you can do. You know, they, they do tell you to make sure, you know, you're not shooting into anything that is going to get damaged and, you know, just want to be aware of where you're at. You have to be so far away from roads and buildings and, like I said, uh, no private property. Right. And uh, Washington, you know, they love their taxes. So as long as you, uh, <laughs> as long as you have a, a special park pass, you have to just get at any licensing place. And but they do actually make you have one in your car. Okay. So. Now, how 
long have you been competition shooting? You say this uh, this Weston character helps you to get into competition shooting. How long has that been going on? Yeah, uh, he he knows a friend, and he just kind of introduced me about two and a half years ago. Okay. And so I started shooting then. Uh, started with a competition called the Steel Challenge. Uh, that's part of the USPSA uh, Corporation. Okay. And uh, if anybody knows Jessie Duff, she's the grandmaster of the Steel Challenge, uh, first woman grandmaster. And you pretty much uh, shoot at uh, your stationary and you shoot at five steel plates. And it's all about time. (laughs) Okay. So that's... um... Steel challenge for those that don't know, it's it's you just you're out there and you've got these little circle targets that are about head size. You've got different distances you shoot from. It's immediate feedback, and you either get a you get a, you swing and a miss or you get a boing and a head, <laughs> and, and, and the circle goes down. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty. They have some interesting set, setups because sometimes they'll do square targets and sometimes they'll do circle targets. Uh, sometimes they'll put. They also have a stop plate, which is usually a separate color from the regular plates, and so you hit that one last, and that's kind of the signifies the, the end of the string and so sometimes you'll have to you'll have the plate right in front of the stop plate so you have to shoot that four times and then you have to hit the stop plate which is right behind it if you hit the stop plate first you're done oh, that's kind of cool that's <laughs> kind of cool but there's a whole bunch of different kinds like that and um we're going to talk to you about the different kinds of challenges there we're going to talk about some different style of shooting Courses, techniques, the the ruling authorities. Uh, we're going to talk to you about a couple of different things, and we're going to talk to you about some some Washington law and how it's affected you out there with some of the uh, new ridiculousness. Yes. We'll just, call, we'll just call it that. Yep. So when we get back from the break, a little bit more with Heather, we're going to be talking about shooting. You're listening to uh, Arms Room Radio. We are going to stick around. You know what? We're going to stick around for a couple <laughs> seconds more. <laughs> what, what do you, What do you shoot? In, in the Steel Challenge, what did you shoot? What kind of gun? I actually started off with a Stoger Cougar. It was uh, the one of the guns my dad bought for me. So it's a it's nine millimeter. It's maybe a four inch barrel. So it's right. it's definitely not uh, a competition gun. But I started off with that. Good gun. It's just like you said. I don't think it's I don't think it's a it's a race Would, gun. Wouldn't call it a race gun. No, yeah, no. Yeah. like yeah, it was my first gun, and then uh, I eventually um, inherited my dad's uh, CZ seventy five. And I was shooting that. Ah, those are good guns. Ren 10. They've been, uh, yeah, exactly. For, for years and years, they've been good guns coming out of Czechoslovakia there. All right. We're going to be back in a minute. We're just going to be uh, talking to you some more with Heather about some competition shooting. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. See you after the break. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. 
This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See the KSG in action at YouTube slash Keltech Weapons. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Keltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now more Arms Room Radio live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Keltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. We are having a discussion with Heather. We're talking about uh, shooting and shooting sports and uh, shooting skills and all things shooting. Uh, in fact, I, I, I know Earl's listening. They got the radio on at the shop, and uh, Earl should be posting up a pic soon of Heather so you can see who we're talking to, because I know you like to you know, see what people look like. So uh, well, check out us. the old... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out the old uh, Facebook.com slash Arms Room Radio, and uh, shortly you'll be able to see who we're talking to. So... Uh, Heather, we, Steel Challenge. Steel Challenge is one of the ones you've done. They've got a couple different, uh, you know, styles or excuse me, different uh, courses they do out there. Uh-huh. Are you after Steel Challenge? Which I think Steel Challenge is a perfect one for those that want to get involved in because it's that that instant satisfaction. Mm-hmm. It's bang, click. There's no waiting for points to be counted later on. There's if it goes down, it goes down. And yeah. it's it's really a great, uh, if you want to get into shooting sports, uh, it's really a great place to start because you're not having to run. And you don't have to reload on the move. I mean, obviously, um, if you're, you know, new to guns and new to competition, uh, I mean, a lot of people, you know, go out in the woods and do target practice, but reloading on the move and shooting on the move is a completely different animal. So the steel challenge is what I tell everybody that it's really a great place to start shooting. What we've said uh, time and time again is 
if you're a little timid and you're a little nervous, you don't have to go and shoot. Go there and watch the competition a couple mm-hmm. of times. See what goes on. Uh, you can you can learn. You know the courses are always changing. You know that way people can't copy them. But you can you could see how the range works. You could see what the safety rules are. You could see what people the kind of gear they're wearing. You can mm-hmm. see what's what's expected of them because nobody you know it's human nature. Nobody wants to show up and be the new guy and 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 you know fall on their face. Right. Um, so this is a perfect way to go. And listen, this is the kind of place where somebody's going to come up to you and say, "Hey, you thinking about doing this, or you want to you want to give a shot? You want to try one or two? And, and yeah, yeah. And that's great uh, with the shooting community too. Is uh, you know when I first was into it, it's it's you know very nerve wracking and. You're not sure if you're doing everything right, and the community of people are just great. They just want to help you, and it's one of the great things that I love about, you know, the going to the actual competitions is, like, we have all new friends. We go there, and, you know, everybody just really wants to help, and there was actually uh, some talk with the with USPSA about uh, doing almost like a, uh, you have a partner, so, or you have a, not a sponsor, but... A companion. So if you're new to the shooting right. sport, you have a seasoned shooter there that they kind of just stick with you, you know, so you they tell you what to expect. And, you know, so you run through the stage and then you come back to them and they'll say, hey, you know, like maybe right. try this like or do that. Like a mentor program. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it would just be, you know, you could have somebody different for sure. the next stage or the next match. But they've they've been talking about that a little bit. I think it's a great idea. Now, do you do you do these shootings um, by yourself? Do you? I know you said your your significant other, your future husband, he shoots also. Do you, do you guys do this together? Yeah. Is it something that couples could do? It's definitely something that couples can do, and it, it really just depends on you know what uh, each person is into. But uh, we uh, we do shoot together. We've been shooting together for two and a half years, just about. And uh, there's there's not very many women in the sport. Right. It's right. definitely a male dominated. Uh, sport, but you do get women and you do get some couples there and uh, a couple of friends of ours that uh, we shoot with and they actually put on a little local uh, match at the at just an indoor range and it's only three stages and they're husband and wife and they set it up and they're great to shoot with. This is one of those uh, sports and skills that you know, male, uh, female, it, it, it doesn't matter. This is This is something that uh, yeah, it I matters. Sh- Women shoot better. Well, yeah. Listen, no, listen. I, I, we I, we follow directions better. That's right. They're trainable. They're it's trainable. very. It's very true. And when, when, I know we'll touch on that throughout the rest of the conversation. But you could you could go, and the standards the same. The, you know, it's it's, it's not it's, men shoot five, and then women only shoot four. You know, it's no. It's the same. It's not like you're you're throwing footballs or kicking you know soccer balls to Sam, see who can do the furthest and and it has nothing to do with strength or power you know or how tall you are <laughs> exactly. you know or, or you know how much exactly right, how much weight you can lift. It's, Constitution it's the, said everybody's equal, but Sam Colt made him that way. That's right. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. Exactly right. So, um, what other kind of, of of skills are there? There's the steel challenge. Are you are you doing any of the the, the three gun or anything like that yet? or Yeah, so um, with the, like I mentioned, the USPSA, the Steel Challenge is part of the USPSA. Um, the difference with that is you actually are running and reloading, but the USPSA matches are all pistol. Okay. Um, and then um, part of that uh, organization is uh, the three gun uh, matches, which is uh, pistol, shotgun, and rifle and all in the same course of fire. So I 
I've been doing the USPSA for about two years and just recently am getting into the three gun. Okay. Very cool. And that's one of the places that, uh, you know, the plan is to put her in an arms room rifle so she can uh, be shooting that out there, you know, so we can get to get some more people exposed to the three gun world and get some more people exposed to some of the arms room product. And we've got a couple of people that shoot them already that do uh, competitions and we're hoping to get one out there too. And while we're here, we're going to, I think we're going to do some testing tomorrow and see what you like and figure she, it out. She Sounds needs, great. <laughs> she needs fitted. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely, you, you, you know, listen, they're like, uh, we like we say when we, you're buying a gun, come, come in and try them on. Right. You know, it's, well, I'm not sure what I like. Well, come try them on. You got to put them in your hand, see how they feel. Got to check your length of pull. We got to see how, 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 you know, what, where, how, arm, how far right. your arm goes when you're holding a rifle. All, all these technical turns that I'm, not, I'm trying not to wow you with, but it really is you know, trying them on. You should see what you like first before you just blindly order it. Are, are you one of the offhand, way out by the front sight, near the end of the barrel kind of shooters? Well, you know, that's what they teach. That's the proper... That's an excellent competition shooting stance. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really is. That's the proper stance. As long as the plate's not shooting back at you, it's a great plan. <laughs> it is, it is. And then, listen, this is what she's doing out there. That's right. She, she's doing that. Uh, now, you, 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 you say you're doing this... Um, you, you do a lot of these competitions as a couple. You can do them. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how long uh, has your significant other been shooting? Has uh, did he bring this to bring you back into it? Did you bring him back into it? Well, uh, he's also been shooting most of his life as well. And again, it was just kind of you know going up in the woods and right. having some guns and not really doing much um, much else. And you know we didn't really know about the sport. Like we didn't like you know you kind of hear about shooting the competitions and stuff but we didn't realize it that it was such a huge organization and i actually uh brought him into it a little bit so that's cool that's yeah. great see so it's not well you know the guys bring the women in it's not guy dominated like that that you could anybody could bring anybody to this sport yep exactly um they even have young adult classes in this for the for the kids well and that's the thing with the steel challenge too is if you go to a match there's a lot of kids there and don't and you won't be surprised that they will beat you (laughs) oh yeah listen there's some kids out there that'll just flat whip your butt oh Uh, yeah yeah and i mean they're they're shooting uh either 22 long rifles or uh just a rimfire pistol i I wanted to touch on because we've only got a couple of minutes left in the segment on I-594 and I-595 out there in Washington yeah. State. Uh, this was the no transfers, including private transfers, without a background check. Yeah, and and just to clarify that, transfer means borrow. It means handing your gun over to show your buddy. This has nothing to do with sales. You cannot transfer your gun from one hand to another hand. <laughs> so the, the common practice in a three-gun match, if you've got a beginner who doesn't have all the equipment and you loan them a rifle or a handgun or a shotgun to shoot the match, you can't do that in Washington State anymore. Well, there is one stipulation with with the law that you can, in an actual shooting range, that's official shooting range, you can do that. But if I was going to, if I was in my own home privately and I bought a gun and I wanted to show my friend, if I wanted to show my significant other and I handed him my gun, we would have now broken the law. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Which is absolutely crazy. Yeah. The, the, you know, I know there's a couple of exceptions. Um, you can loan it to a relative if that relative is endangered for domestic violence or. And, but, and. But, 
and that's pretty it's if if they're in immediate danger right. so like if my uh if my sister's husband was going out of town and you know she just wanted to have it uh in you know her possession because she was a little bit worried I, I couldn't do that you know she couldn't do that uh, I mean, the whole law was supposed to be designed to keep the to keep guns out of the criminal hands. Right. Except, <laughs> except yeah. there's absolutely no way that this can actually be enforced. There's, there's, uh, I mean, there's a ton of information that's just bogus about it. It's been what about a year and a half, year and three months, something like that now that the law has been into place. And how many arrests have been made on this law? <laughs> zero arrests, zero, zero, arrests. zero convictions, yeah. zero prosecutions. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the big one is a lot of the sheriffs and the state attorneys or district attorneys out there have said, uh, Nah. Hey, uh, you, 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 you passed up a, a pile of poo here, and uh, well, there's, there's no, no no clear standard for us, so we're not enforcing it. The majority of uh, law enforcement out there pretty much were publicly open about it, saying that they think that the, it's just bogus, that there's no way to enforce it. They were against it, and it really is. It's it's just you cannot enforce this law. It's it's designed to take the rights away from citizens. It's not designed to stop cr- criminals whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's something that I know the Second Amendment Foundation is looking at, and everybody else, and trying to get this taken care of and get it gone. But uh, it's just it's that Bloomberg money, and uh, you know they do what they want, and they throw it around, and and they end up uh, controlling things that they shouldn't be in control of. Um, all right, we're going to be back after the break. We're going to be talking with uh, Heather Samor. She's going to be hanging out with us the rest of the show. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you in a few minutes. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room. This is the original. The Keltec P3AT. With six game-changing innovations, it's the lightest 380 auto pistol ever made. Others may look like it, but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it turned competitors into copycats. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See the P3AT in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech. 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Years. You're listening to Armstrong Radio, live from the Keltech Studios. Call the Armstrong Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Armstrong Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Keltech Studios. The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Sergeant First Class Christopher L. Robinson died March 25, 2006, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Robinson, 36, of Brandon, Mississippi, was assigned to the 2nd Battalion, 20th Special Forces Group, Mississippi Army National Guard, Jackson, Mississippi. He was killed March 25th when his Humvee came under enemy small arms fire during combat operations in Sangain District, Afghanistan. Ramona Price, Robinson's cousin, said the soldier was always up for a good time and loved to skydive and water sports. Prince said Robinson's daughter, five-year-old Savannah, realized that something had happened to her father. She said, I know my daddy is gone, but I had a fun daddy, Prince said of the little girl. Robinson joined the military in 1987 after graduating from Madison High School and had previously deployed with his Special Forces unit to Bolivia, Argentina, and Kosovo. Army Sergeant First Class Christopher L. Robinson, you are not forgotten. You'd like to get a hold of Kevin and myself and just say hi. We've got a couple of different ways that you can do it. You can give us a call at the office. The phone number is 407-480-2179. You can find our information on our website. That's maxlaworlando.com. You can find us on Mike's Favorite, the Twitter, at MaxLawOrlando. And you can reach us on Facebook. The address is facebook.com slash downtownattorneys. Thank you, Alec. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, getting right back into it, talking with Heather. We're going to finish out the segment with her. We're going to talk about uh, some some issues going on in Washington State. Heather, the, the, the this law, the, what this does is takes away, it, it, I'm sure Kevin can or Alec can jump in on this one, it takes away the property rights of individuals. And you it, can't dispose of your property the way you want to. You know, at this point, uh, you know, the government is saying you you could dispose of your property, but you're going to dispose of it the way I want to want you to. It, it's not fair to compare it to cars because cars are regulated, um, and cars are also not uh, a right, an enumerated right given to you by the Constitution. That's right. Yeah, you uh, have the right. right to drive. Right. You have the right to travel freely, but not drive. Correct. Correct. <laughs> the 
the firearm is is one that is an enumerated right. Yes. Uh, you know, the, the right to, to bear arms shall not be infringed unless, of course, you're the state of Washington. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and this is what's happening. So you don't – it limits your options with your property rights. It does. It, it's unconstitutional. It could be unconstitutional on several different levels. And the problem is, we talked about earlier, is this law is not being enforced by law enforcement or by the district attorney's offices, which creates a fundamental problem. No one's being hurt by this law. Uh, that has a, an actual injury to file a motion to dismiss based on the constitutionality in a criminal court, which in turn allows a district court judge or, a, or a, a lower court judge to rule that the law is unconstitutional and send it all up the chain. Right. No one's no one is challenging this. No one has the right to challenge it until they're injured by it. They don't have standing. Yeah. Somebody has to be affected by Correct. it. Correct. Standing. Yeah, yeah. They have to be affected. Um, so you'd have to walk into the police, hand somebody a firearm, and go, all right, I'm me. making you arrest me for this illegal transfer. So I can be prosecuted, mm-hmm. and then the state attorney's office will decide not to prosecute you, and you're right back to square one. Right. Now, the <laughs> state of Washington has open carry. Correct. And I know there have been, I'm going to call them protests, let's call them peaceful gatherings at the Capitol there, yeah. where people have gone with their open carry, mm-hmm. um, and they have, in the front of law, uh, exchanged firearms, transferred the firearms. Yeah, it, when when there was rallies going on, people had you know unloaded, but they brought their rifles down there. And transferred them, and Alec, like you just pointed out, um, they, they they wouldn't do anything. Yeah, arrest me, please, arrest yeah. me. Yeah, so I want to fight this. Arrest so we can me. have something actionable. Yes. Well, and and that's the problem in itself is that most law enforcement don't agree with this law, so right. they're not going to enforce it. But they're hurting us by not enforcing it. It sounds it sounds funny, but they're yeah. in actuality legally they are hurting us by not enforcing right, because it. Because you can't challenge it. We right. need we need a class representative, or we need right. one person to challenge it and have it declared unconstitutional by the trial court so it can go up the the appellate chain. Now, this affects the, those in the shooting sports also. Yeah. So, uh, for example, if uh, I wanted to, like right now, I don't actually have my own rifle that I use for right. competition. And, uh, you know, so I have a lot of friends that are shooting the three gun. And if I want to try it, you know, they have to be with me. We have to be at a, you know, certified, legitimate shooting range right but if i actually wanted to uh take it home and try it or go shoot on the public lands exactly or even if i have enough property shoot on my own property right and i can't do that if that person came with me to these to the public lands or my house to shoot the rifle i can't do that how are uh how are the dealers doing with this uh you know like where first off where do you get your guns from um, I mostly get my guns from Two Dog Arms, and uh, pretty much to to do a transfer, I actually have the 18-page law in front of me. <laughs> She's not kidding, folks. There's 18 pages on this on this law, and none of it enforceable. So again, this is for a transfer. This isn't for sale. Uh, assign triplicate and deliver to the dealer. Application containing his or her full name, residential address, date, plate of place of birth. Race, gender, the date and hour of application, the applicant's driver's license or state identification card, a description of the pistol, including the make, model, caliber, and manufacturer's number. So, and uh, from there, I'm actually not sure of the fee, but then you have to pay a fee, which is, uh, go straight to... Go straight to the government. Mm-hmm. Money, money, money. <laughs> this is one of those things, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why this law is in place. Well, first off, we know the, the money behind it was uh, was that fool Bloomberg, um, because he believes that 
Guns are bad. Guns are bad. Guns are bad. And only okay. uh, no. Uh, yeah. He he believes I'm in charge. Yeah, yeah. I, he yeah. doesn't. It, it could have been a different issue. He just wants to be in charge. Right. When all the paperwork is done that you just cited, a copy of that paperwork goes to the state. A copy of that paperwork goes to a local law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the the regular federal form, that federal form stays put away in the dealer's records, and it's only there in case a trace comes about later, and they could track it. And the reason the feds do it that way is because you cannot have a federal registry. There's no gun registration. That's it's clearly illegal. against the Second Amendment. Although, the state of Washington has decided with these forms, and that must be turned in now, mm-hmm. and it's every transfer, every mm-hmm. private transfer, not just sales. Remember, don't get them confused. Sales and transfer are different now up there in Washington State. Every transfer, we're putting gun serial numbers on the books. We're registering firearms. They have, Backdoor registration. They have a registration of firearms in the state of Washington now. And what's... There's one purpose for registration. Confiscation. That's right. Because the step two is confiscation. And I don't care. You can be shaking your head. You, you cannot can be saying, take it if you don't know where it is. You, you, could, you, <laughs> could be, you could be saying, no, no, it's not a registration. And I'll point you to go look at uh, the history of gun laws in Britain, the history of gun laws in Germany, the history of gun laws in Australia, the history of gun laws in uh, everywhere uh, South there aren't America, any guns the history anymore. of essential. Look everywhere. You know where you won't find laws like that? Belgium. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, and the, the whole purpose for this paperwork, the whole purpose for I-594 is to register your firearm because they want the next, when they get their they get their way on the next step, and they come for your guns, they know exactly where they're coming. There's a, what's, there's, there's a, there's a riddle, and Alec, uh, you're, you're, you're a smart guy, I'm going to pose this to you. If I, if I have, um, if I have 10 guns, mm-hmm. and the government decides that eight of them are illegal, mm-hmm. and they come get them after their registration turns into a confiscation. Mm-hmm. How many guns do I have left? None. Uh, I lied. Thirty-seven. I, have 37 <laughs> I didn't tell you about the other ones. That's, 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 that's the riddle. That's, right. the riddle. <laughs> that's part of getting ready and staying ready. Uh, um, USPSA.org. That's the one you shoot with uh-huh. uh, for the most part. USPSA.org. That's everywhere, folks. That's not just uh, Pacific Northwest. That's everywhere. You can check them out. Um, if you if you're you've got a good dealer up in Washington State. Great, if not, was it Two Dog Arms? That's correct. I think we've talked to Two, gar- two Dog Arms before. Uh, they're up there in Granite Falls, if memory serves. Yep. So check out Two Dog Arms. Uh, you know, it, we love having you associated with us. We love having you on the shooting team. Um, I guess we got to thank uh, your, your, your the, the the guy Weston for bringing you back to shooting. Yeah, definitely. Thank, thanks to him. And then <laughs> um, uh, a special thanks to... Your significant other. I don't know if we've mentioned his name or if we're doing that. I'll leave that up to you. His name's Matt. His name is Matt. We got to thank Matt for uh, for bringing you uh, for being with you and being involved in shooting sports. And uh, I've met Matt before. He's a great guy too. So when you see him, tell him we said hello. Also. All right, I'll do that. <laughs> um, we uh, Heather's going to stick around the last segment. And she you know she'll she'll give her some uh, input on the the last little bit of law we're going to talk about. Until then. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on. I think we think we're done. I think we covered everything there, and we, we just uh, we again we love having you here. I hope we can get you involved, and uh, hope you have you on the phone more. Or maybe maybe yeah, call definitely. us in from uh, from somewhere when you're shooting, so we can hear it in the background and uh, get a GoPro. Yeah, get a GoPro. Yeah. All right, I'll do that. Watch <laughs> with Earl. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. We'll see you after the break.
thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds. Plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See the KSG in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Keltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now more Arms Room Radio live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Keltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Again, last segment. Where does it go? Where, is, uh, where does it go? It's a continuum. It's it uh, gets gets uh, sucked into the black hole. You should use your time travel powers. If I had time travel powers, wow! If I had time, you know, but didn't you have time travel no. powers like two? Months I would ago? make so much money. I did going back in time and handing out condoms. 
To boys and girls, I'm telling you what. Yep, yep. The, the baby daddy cases and baby mama cases I had would drop significantly, but it would be very, very expensive. <laughs> Are stun guns protected by the Second Amendment? The Supreme Court just ruled on this. Uh, we, we This is a, another another important one for gun rights. This is a very important one it's a for gun. gun rights. The... Uh, well, we talked about post offices early. Like like Alex said, uh, that one was a punt. Yes. That one was, uh, listen, uh, we're going to let the lower court standing uh, set right now. And we'll uh, maybe we'll... Because we'll, it wasn't clear cut. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up with this later. Uh, Supreme Court strongly suggested Monday, Monday that stun guns are protected by the Second Amendment right to bear arms. In 2008, the court, by a 5-4 to four vote, declared for the first time... That Second Amendment guarantees citizens but the right to own and keep a handgun in their homes for self-defense. This is the decision known as, obviously, a D.C. versus Heller. Uh, Heller left unresolved many questions about how much the government could regulate that right and what weapons are included. Enter uh, Jamie Cantano, a Massachusetts woman who had obtained a restraining order against an abusive ex-partner and carried a stun gun for self-protection. When police discovered the weapon in her purse... She was convicted of violating the state's ban on stun guns. She appealed, contending that the ban violated the Constitution's right to bear arms. The Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court ruled against her, declaring that stun guns were not in existence when the Second Amendment was written. Okay, let me ask you guys before we go on with the story, is that not the lamest reason you've ever heard in your life? Uh, Well, you know, it's... Massachusetts. You could you could you could just immediately say to the judge, "Well, your honor, I don't recognize that because the microphone you're sitting behind wasn't around when the Supreme Court." I'm sorry, sir, this order is not valid because you ran it on a printer. Yes, you didn't and, write uh, it with a quill. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so on, it, it didn't exist skin. at the time, so I'm going to make you handwrite this order. <laughs> to to be fair, the judge was doing his job sort of kinda and he was referencing a 1939 case. United uh, I think it was United States versus Miller where they the United States Supreme Court ruled that the Second Amendment extended to firearms that were around at the existence of this when the Second Amendment was ratified. So they were using jurisprudence to justify the end result. You know that according to jurisprudence, you're not allowed to carry rabbits on streetcars in Alabama on Sundays. <laughs> no, there's a lot of law. There's a lot of books that, that don't make sense. Don't I don't know. What it's just there. Is this a is this a, a, a rabbit issue? Is this it's, a, it's Alabama. It's Alabama. It's a okay. car <laughs> issue. I don't know. It's a Sunday issue. I don't know. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just leave that there. And I'm, I'm guessing you you know this not because you're an attorney, but because from, it's, it's from, called the Blue Bunny Law. From and, from personal experience, <laughs> I'm guessing. Not to be confused with the Blue Bell Law. Well, I'll tell you. How many streetcars have you been in on Alabama? I've been on all of them. In Alabama? Yeah. Listen, I don't go less than 70 miles an hour in Alabama. Uh, <laughs> from one side to the other. <laughs> And yeah. I never travel the length. I love Alabama. Listen, I love Alabama. I've been there many times, many times. Um, I haven't been to Greenbow, though. I haven't been from your hometown. And, and all, all, every one of those times in custody, right? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, Monday, the Supreme Court overturned that decision, which it said clearly contradicted the specific language of the 2008 ruling. The justices then sent the case back to Massachusetts court for further unspecified action. But the message looked pretty clear. Stun guns are covered by the Second Amendment right to bear arms. So... Alec, what, what they're, they've null and voided the 39 decision? They've said, no, no, it doesn't apply anymore? They've said well, they, they've overruled it. That. They've overruled it in 2008 in okay. Heller. And actually, if you look at Alito's concurring decision, he's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Where's your mind? Yeah. So what... Because what, what, they, they claim, the, the, the Massachusetts Supreme Court claims to have followed Heller. 
in its um in its rulings. Right. And Alito says, yeah, you used the language, but you applied it completely wrong. Okay. Uh, writing separately, Justices uh, Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas delivered a full-throated defense of the right to carry a stun gun and a broad definition of what weapons are covered by the right to bear arms. They called the unsigned opinion of the court grudging. Grudging. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, so what, what we have is, uh, you know, let me make sure I could follow the... Follow the trail correctly. Mm, the logic train? The logic trail. <laughs> Good luck with that. We have, in 1939, a, a court ruling that says uh, only Second Amendment only applies to firearms that were around when the Second Amendment was created. Correct. So seven, 1789 is when it was ratified. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Heller 2008 case said, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's, that's not right. This case, which was, let me see... Uh, you know, I don't It was actually believe... ruled in 2016. I think the actual arrest uh, happened in 2011. Yep. Okay. So it's Five after years 2008. The Supreme Court's yeah. pretty fast. Right. And, so, yeah, the, oh, yeah. and Heller had already happened in 2008 right. at the time this, of the arrest. So it was current law. This wasn't like, oh, it happened yesterday. We didn't get the update. Right. You know, this was, you know, three <laughs> years time, you know, maybe you know, two years time mm-hmm. with the case that you know, yep. took time for the case to go through. Mm-hmm. So they easily knew. They just chose... Not to, evidently, because that's why we have the... Uh, well, sometimes the, the, you find a case that year. you like that supports yeah. your position. You just try to run with it. Uh, right, right. So that's what happened here is the Massachusetts... <laughs> that, that never happens with lawyers. <laughs> never, never. And be careful. If you don't tell the court that there's a law against your position, that will come back to haunt you later. So the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court... By, by the way, the Supreme Judicial Court? Yeah, it's redundant. That's all right. You... you Go to New well, you know, New York, New York Court. Supreme the Supreme Court in New York. Trial court. Well, Supreme Court of New York, but I get that. It's but, the trial court. But the Supreme Judicial, judicial court. court. You might as well be the Supreme Judicial most excellent court ever of Massachusetts. I mean <laughs> redundancy is redundant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is that's kind of crazy. You know, and, and and listen, I I know some law. I'm clearly not the lawyers like you guys are, but what I know of Massachusetts law, I, I know from Denny Crane. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> Denny Crane. Denny, Denny Crane. You know why he practiced law there? Target-rich environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch, wallet, kneecap, kneecap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on yesterday. Was it really that fact. episode? Yes. That episode was I love, on. Love that episode. Um, if those don't know what we're talking about, Boston Legal. Yes, Boston Legal. Uh, and uh, William Shatner, William whose Shatner. birthday was this past week, 79 years old. As a, I thought I still I would want to get in a fight with him. No, 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 absolutely not. No, 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 no. Um, He's a rock And I don't man. want my wife around him either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like this. my kids to look like me. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's listening. He might be 79 years old, but he's still, you know, Captain Kirk. <laughs> and T.J. Hooker. And Danny Crane. So, you know, you don't and the Priceline with, guy. Yeah, you don't even mess with any one of them. No. So, uh, there's, yeah. a, there's an epi- a scene, an episode, where he's being mugged. There's a scene where he's being mugged, and he, uh, I think we've played it here before. I think we, I think we say it on a weekly basis. Uh, they, they, he uh, asked for, uh, the bad guy asked for his gun, and he said, watch, wallet, gun, kneecap, left foot, right foot, and, <laughs> and then, he, then he gets arrested, mm-hmm. um, and... The next day, they come to arrest him. Mm-hmm. It's just full of ridiculous legal theories and everything. But mm-hmm. um, when they go to arrest him, he's he's got another five guns on him mm-hmm. um, and a propane tank, uh, so he could make noises from his backside <laughs> or shoot flames out. So that's, typical guy. <laughs> yeah, typical guy. <laughs> typical guy. Typical guy. Man's right there. That's probably you know okay. I I got to strap the gun or the propane tank on. Which do I do first? Because I'm taking both with me. He's Captain Kirk. You yeah, do he's, both. He's exactly right. He's Captain Kirk. So what this means is stun guns mm-hmm. um, can be applied as 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 a pre- protected by the Second Amendment. Now, not just stun guns. Any and all instruments 
uh, which are bearable arms. So that would include knives. Mm-hmm. That would include, you would think... Um, That's the way I understand uh, it. You know, uh, what do they call them? Uh, blackjacks. Um, saps. They call them saps. Dirks. And it doesn't uh, matter if they were in existence at the time of the ratification of the Second Amendment. Exactly. So if you come out with a plasma rifle in the 40-watt 40, 40 range... Sure, just, <laughs> just what's on the shelf. Just what's on the shelf. You, you can... You could carry that right. uh, as long as you're you're. Uh, it's a not, fire. It's not regulated by the DoD. Or set of, right, or right, DOE. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Yeah, <laughs> right. the NRC. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, if it's got like a particle that. accelerator, it might be a problem. <laughs> it's got a flex capacitor. You yeah. might you might need a special tax stamp for that. That's right. That's a really device. That's that's clearly a big destructive device. Um, yeah. So this is good. This is good for uh, for for women that. Uh, not women, this woman. This, well, for this woman, obviously, it was good for her because right. the case was thrown away. Right. Um, but it's good for anybody anywhere that chooses the stun gun as their, their primary or backup means. She was trying to protect means. herself from a domestic violence situation. Yeah. And she ended up being convicted for it. Yes. Yes. And uh, Again, you need a law to be enforced so you can challenge the constitutionality. And this is the way it's supposed to work. Not like in New Jersey, where don't worry, you're going to get convicted, and then we'll just get uh, we'll get a pardon. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the, the right. New Jersey method for I, the, the, the court. And I got to believe this was some kind of setup because what kind of law enforcement officer arrests her, and what kind of prosecutor prosecutes her for trying to take steps to protect herself because cops are too heavy to carry. Yeah, listen, I'll, and I'll tell you just just with a quick read of this, and then we've got to, we've got to do her, say, say our goodbyes. But the, this woman got arrested. Not because she was carrying, it's my opinion, not because she was carrying a stun gun, but because of the way she acted with law enforcement when they found it. Or that that uh, gentleman that she was in the relationship with, he's on that department. Yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a Paul Harvey there there's, somehow. There's, exactly. There's more to this story of why she got arrested because cops are not looking to make you uh, make your life miserable and let you get hurt that's that's not the reason um all right listen we've had a great show great uh, great week here well we, we, we'll see you back here next week uh we want to thank uh, our, our special guest heather in studio thanks for having me oh, it was great having you nice here, we, here. We, we'll talk to you soon we hope to get you get you back on do we have earl with us is earl here no, we don't have Earl. Earl didn't join us again. Okay, I thought Earl was joining us here at the I, I like the Anderson of the in Earl's chair anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, please, remember, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And don't be caught dead in a gun-free zone. See you next week. See you next week.